Good afternoon, Hogline Podcast Nation. Um, <laughs> it might not be the afternoon when you're listening to this, but I hope you had had or are going to have a good afternoon. <laughs> There's no reason why you said that, because I, I, they could be listening to this at any time, and it's like midnight when we're recording, so... <laughs> I wanted to There's... switch things up. Okay. I've been seriously thinking about that for, like, multiple days. <laughs> I'm like, I'm going to say good afternoon, and I'm going to call everyone Hogline Podcast Nation. So I hope everyone had a good afternoon. HPN. Uh, what? Hogline Podcast. Oh, Nation. okay. All right, all right. Um, you are listening to episode thirty-seven <laughs> of the Hogline Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, as always, Mitchell Manis, and sitting across the table is Jack. Hello. He's the other host. Uh, yeah. As usual. <laughs> all right. Today, we're going to be discussing the NBA draft lottery that was on Tuesday. Yep. Today is. Well, now it's Sunday. You're probably either going to be Sunday or Monday when everyone is listening to this. But, yeah, so the draft lottery was earlier this week, and we're going to be discussing kind of how everything went down, how the ping pong ball settled. And after that, we're going to be kind of doing, if you listen to, I don't remember what episode number it was, but Jack and I did an NFL mock draft of, uh, maybe a couple weeks before the draft actually happened. And we did what we would do if we were the GM of each NFL team. So we're kind of be, we're going to be doing the same thing for the NBA. Yeah, for the lottery picks, one through fourteen. Yeah, just the top, uh, the fourteen picks that were determined on um, Tuesday. on Tuesday. All right, so we're going to start off by discussing the draft lottery and the results. Um, I'll just read the order real quick. It went the New Orleans Pelicans number one. Uh, the Grizzlies two, the Knicks three, Lakers four, Cavs five, Suns six, Bulls seven, Hawks eight, Wizards nine, Hawks again at ten, Timberwolves at eleven, Hornets at twelve, Heat at thirteen, and the Boston Celtics at fourteen. Uh, the Timberwolves got that pick from Dallas, and the Celtics got that pick from Philly, but they got that from Sacramento. You mean the Kings don't have a pick, or did you say the Kings? Sorry. Well, the Kings would have been 14. Oh, okay. So there's now the Celtics. Yeah, I um I feel like last year on an episode I or I don't know, just in general, I always I I, I was trashing on the the Kings cuz I feel like they have like top picks every year but can't do anything with them, but I mean, they're proving me wrong. They're finally doing something with it. it looks yeah, like. it's kind of a shame that this I mean, the year that the Celtics have their pick they actually did better because <laughs> yeah. they're usually in, like, the top seven at least. So, uh, yeah, that, that's a shame, but it's fine. It's still a lottery pick. Yeah. I mean, it's at the end, but they could still, you know, take an impact player there. Um, The Pelicans had a 6% chance to win the lottery, and they did. I can't remember what – I think it was, like, the ninth best or something. They were pretty low. They weren't in the top five to seven. get it. I don't know. But, yeah, it was not likely. They were not in the top five to get it. Um, and, that I mean, it was kind of a shocker. Uh, the teams that had the best odds were the Knicks, Cavs, and Suns. They all had a 14% chance with the lottery rule change that was implemented this year. Uh, previous, previously, it was the worst team had a 25% chance. And now in this year, all of the bottom three had an equal chance of getting the number one pick at 14%. Uh, but they finished. The Knicks got the third pick. The Cavs got the fifth pick, and the Suns got the sixth pick. So, um, 
that kind of begs the question how does it how's this going to affect future years and teams how they like will they tank as much like yeah i i don't like i don't like the lottery like if you stink you should get the best pick it just makes sense i i don't care about i i really don't care much about tanking i really don't care about tanking that much like uh, people <clears throat> and that's what they're trying to eliminate tanking because i what it ruins the integrity of the sport maybe i don't know i don't really care like if it i mean it we're in a a dynasty league so we kind of are in that mode but like if you stink you should get good picks yeah and and at least for our dynasty league um which i feel like we talk about every single episode (laughs) yeah but at at least it's just for the first pick so if you're the worst team you're guaranteed the top a top two pick at least like it's like the like right here the pelicans oh sorry the pelicans like they I mean, the whole AD thing, he was injured and they kind of shut him down. But, like, if your team, if you have a star that gets hurt and your team does bad, it seems exactly like the Pelicans, they made the playoffs last year, they can get the number one overall pick with this lot. Like, I I just, and a team like the, the Grizzlies, who stink every year, they don't get, I mean, they got two, but, you know. I, I don't know. I, I just – it just doesn't make sense to me. Well, I, I'd say a team like the Cavs. Like, yeah, the Cavs. Who, Cavs are better Who game. really have no – Grizzly got off to a hot start. Yeah. And and the – I mean, the Knicks are rumored in a lot of free agents, but – Yeah. The Knicks – I know Knicks fans, which we'll talk about in a second here with the Knicks specifically, but they were really banking on getting number one. Right. So. <laughs> Which I don't know why they were. They had a fourteen. We used yeah, to well, 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 we're going to talk about this in the second regarding the Knicks. But yeah, I mean that's just a sh- that's a shame. Like they're the three worst teams got three, five, and six. Um, and I mean you could they could still get a good player, but the NBA is kind of like the top three are like it, there's more of a drop off. Like the, in the NFL draft, if you were like three, five, and six, like those are still really good picks. But yeah, just be. I mean. Comparing the two sports, just that in the NFL, there's so many positions, like so many different holes you need to fill, and then in the right. NBA, you got five guys on the field one on the court at one time. Yeah, I don't know. I I, I wasn't opposed to the lottery, but I think there was nothing wrong with the way it was. Twenty five percent chance is still low. Was it fourteen? No, it's fourteen now. But I'm saying it was twenty five before this, and that's still a low. Yeah, chance of getting the number one pick. I keep it there. There's a three fourths chance you don't get it. Yeah. So I don't. I don't. I don't. I didn't think there was anything wrong with the way it was. Right. I didn't understand why it needed to be changed, but, and you still had shockers then. But this seems like, I mean, now we're only one year into this, but I feel we're like already in year one. There's going to be I feel, more. Things like this, where a team that wasn't expected jumps up all the way up like this. Right. Yeah. And which is why, in my article that I wrote, Hogline in Depth, hashtag, you can check it out. Um, I think, like, that, see, this is where the conspiracy comes in. And a conspiracy may say that the lottery is rigged to get the Pelicans uh, the first overall pick to have AD change his mind to want to stay and then like the whole tampering thing goes away maybe but i still don't think he wants to be there and i still think if i would trade him if i was the pelicans i wouldn't 
because he doesn't want to be there. That's cancerous. We know how we we know more than anyone how that how that is. Yeah, I think but despite how though. good a player is, I think Anthony Davis is different though. He's like, he's what? If he's I, not, he's Antonio Brown. He really isn't. Like he's not insane. Yeah, he's, he's a nice guy. He's proven he's a really nice. I mean, Antonio Brown. Eh, Antonio Brown had his flashes throughout his career, but like, no one expected him to be what he is. Like, what he really is. Like what we know now. But I think Anthony Davis is different. I think he's a more reasonable. Um. I don't know. There's more reasonable person than like I don't know if, the situation. I don't know if he said it after the draft results, but some I saw something that said that he this this doesn't change his mind. They still doesn't want to play there. I didn't see that. I don't know. We'll see. No, no. I that. mean, it'll happen over the summer, so we will see about that. Yep. Uh, the last thing we'll talk about before we get into the mock draft is I want to talk about Stephen A. Smith, how he was <laughs> freaking out, and how funny that was. Oh, that was great. You said it earlier. I just don't get why Knicks fans ex- like. Why did they expect to get the first pick? There's an eighty-six percent chance that you don't get it. Yeah. Why would you in any way expect something that has a fourteen percent chance of happening to happen? Like I, I still get being upset, but I don't get why they were. You, you, you can't be expecting it. There's an eighty-six percent chance it doesn't happen, and. They were saying how, like, oh, well, once they saw that they were in the top four, they're like, oh, we definitely got it now. That just still doesn't mean it. Yeah. I, I don't know. It just doesn't make any sense. I hope the Celtics are never in a position, I mean, maybe one day when they're just bad and go into a complete rebuild. But I feel like that won't happen under Danny Ainge. Yeah, I hope not. Celtics, the, the Celtics have, you know, the Celtics have three first-round picks. I mean, they're not. They're 14, 14 and up. 14, 20, and 22. That's good. Yeah. Could trade up. Exa- yeah, maybe. Um, we'll oh. see about that. Almost dropped my phone. Okay. All right. Everything good over there? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it was just funny. Stephen A. Smith freaked out. If you haven't listened to that, you probably should. Yeah. He started. The whole. It's like a 30 minute portion of his radio show that's like on Apple Podcasts. And he just yells the whole time, and it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you're a passionate fan, sure, but he just makes it seem like it's, like... like everyone's fault, and everyone's out to get the Knicks. <laughs> Every, like, it's just, like, the worst thing that could happen in his life. Like, it's worse than, like, his mother dying. Like, that's what he makes it out to be. <laughs> like, it's... I, he, I... He literally said, it's like you're being... The feeling he has is like he's being captured and tortured in a basement. Yeah, this is worse than being kidnapped <laughs> and tortured. Yeah. It's hilarious. Like, chill out, dude. <laughs> it's it's just sports. No, he just does it for... I know. No, yeah. no, and that's why I love Stephen A. Yeah. No, it's good. All right. So I guess we'll get into the main event here. We'll get into the mock draft. Jack's going to start off. Um, we all know what he should say, but we'll see if he does. He will. Um, yeah. I mean, it's a no-brainer here. Mr. Z. There is a... There, uh, like, imagine he does... Like, there's no way, but... That would be that would be the yeah. craziest thing to ever happen. Like, there's never been... At least in my life, there's never... Well, I guess I was alive for LeBron, but the, I, there has never been a more hyped-up prospect than him. So, I mean... Yeah. There's, it's, it'd be the biggest shock... If like it'd be yeah, it'd be like LeBron not going first overall. Yeah. 
Wow. I have you. I, I the last time we really talked about Zion, it didn't seem like you were the biggest fan. But like, have you like changed your mind or like what? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. It's just like you you, you can't pick anyone else here. Like you just have to. I think he's going to live up to all of the hype. And that's a hard thing to do, but I think he what will. What is all the hype? What, what's his ceiling? A player comp, or what do you think? I think in his rookie year, he will average over 20 points and over seven rebounds. All-star. Yeah. It's, really, it's pretty rare for a rookie to be an all-star. So I obviously, th- rookie of the year. I think he will do that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, he could. Yeah, we'll see. And then who knows what his team on the Pelicans will be like. True. I mean, if they trade Anthony Davis, it's gonna it'll look completely different. They'll probably get a bunch of different players. Yeah, they're gonna have um, a handful of young guys. So it'll be who knows who we'll be playing with. So there's a lot of time between. That'd be now and so then. cool if he played with RJ. I would love that. RJ Barrett. Yeah. Oh, you're in saying the, in the next trade? I mean. Oh, or if, or if he falls at four or something, and goes to the Lakers. R.J. Barrett, I'm saying, mean. What? If R.J. Barrett gets picked by either the Knicks or the Lakers at three or four, and you're saying Anthony oh, Davis get traded to them? Yeah, I'm assuming then. he's going to go to the Knicks. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. No, that'd be. Uh, that'd be I, so cool. I honestly didn't. Even, I don't know why I didn't think about that, but that it's would in be the cool. Article, you should have read it. I read the article. You said that. Yeah. Oh, I must have missed that. Um, but yeah, that would be cool. I didn't even think about that. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see about that. All right, so yeah, that that was obvious, but we'll move on to number two, which is also another pr- obvious one. Um, I mean, it wouldn't be if they took RJ instead of uh, Morant, that would be uh, a little shocking. But it, John Morant's the pick here at number two in Memphis, um, especially since over the past couple of days, Mike Connolly's there's been a lot of trade rumors about him. Really? Yeah, there has. But even if he stays, I still feel like to learn from Mike Connolly, who has been, uh, you know, just a very solid veteran NBA guard. How old is he? He's 31. Oh, I didn't think he was that old. Yeah, he's 31. Um, I looked up his stats. I think he's averaged for his career about 14 and a half a game per season. Uh, and just a very solid, never like a great player, but like just a very solid guard and great guy he's never gotten in trouble at all he knows how to be a pro and uh it would be great to learn from him so john morant special player everyone knows about him he shot in the ncaa tournament uh averaged 24 and 10 in his sophomore year at murray state and um you know i honestly i just literally like he's just so fun to watch his highlights like there's certain players where They're just you just want to watch their highlights, and I, I Patrick Mahomes is one of them for me. Like I can watch his highlights sure. all day, and Morant's another one. So just a very fun player to watch. Uh, yeah. So go ahead. Then Jack has the Knicks at number three. Uh, no shocker here. I'm picking R.J. Barrett. Um, I mean I love R.J. Barrett, and I think people take uh, he's the leading scorer for freshmen in Duke history, which. For all the one and duns and like all the talent that's been played through Duke, that's an impressive feat. And I mean, you can. I wrote the article, hashtag, hogline in depth, uh, a few months ago, arguing for RJ over Ja, 
which I was just playing devil's advocate there. Well, I, I'm kind of split. I don't even know. I, t- I, I left it up to situationally which like w- team need for who should go number two overall. Uh, I still really haven't decided who I think should go two overall. I mean, I, I don't know. They're they're pretty close, I think, talent-wise. But I love R.J. Barrett. I think he's a pure scorer, and he's like the the prototypical like NBA size. He's a six-seven shooting guard. guard, small forward, whatever that position. That's just like the ideal. I feel like this is the ideal size for NBA, and. For a team like the Knicks, they're just in complete ruins. Like they they need a guy like that that can carry them. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he can be their guy for the future. I know it's kind of been you know beat like a dead horse, but I I really do think that the Knicks are going to get big game free agents. I do too. It's gonna be a different Knicks team next year if they get sorry if they get Kyrie, RJ, and KD. That'd be so cool. Kyrie's I I really think Kyrie's gonna go to there he's from new jersey he's got that connection probably got some family out there yeah um, i also do think he's being enticed by lebron to come to la though just to like i i feel i said it on the pod sorry i said i'm cutting you off again i said it on the podcast with joey and i i, I feel like Kyrie is just like in that dramatic storybook uh kind of script like he he wants like to to reunite with his old old pal old mentor in LA, they overcome their differences and they win another championship. I feel like he wants that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, but also what you said, he can go to the Knicks. We'll talk. Uh, we'll move on to number four, the Lakers. Uh, yeah. But, um, the guy that I have selected for the Lakers, if I were them, uh, I picked DeAndre Hunter, uh, forward from Virginia. He is. He's older than I thought. He's twenty-one years old. Which a lot of these guys are just eighteen or nineteen. Is he soft or the? He was a redshirt sophomore, so okay. he did not play when his would have been his freshman year, and then he played two years at Virginia. Averaged fifteen points and five rebounds last season, and was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year, I believe. Very good defender, really anchored Virginia's defense that was, uh, you know, key to their national championship run, and he's just. He's really good. Uh, yeah. I, he kind of – I mean, his offensive game's not there yet, but it reminds me of Kawhi, the way he plays. So, I mean, yeah. he, he has a little bit ways to go to develop his offensive game to that level, but I see a lot of similarities in their game. Isn't he bigger, though? I feel like he's like six, He's a power forward, right? Uh, Yes. He is six, he, ten? six probably 6'9". Six, he's nine. a little bit bigger than Kawhi. But plays amazing defense like Kawhi does, and yeah. I I don't remember exactly, but I'm I don't think Kawhi Leonard was like a hundred percent polished offensive prospect coming out of college. No, definitely not. So I definitely see that maybe he could develop his game and potentially be that. He's just a freak on the defensive side, and honestly, maybe Kawhi goes to the Lakers. I th- I real I don't think he's gonna stay. They're gonna lose to the Milwaukee, he's out of there. He could go to the Lakers. He's from L.A., and he wants to go out there, whether it's the Clippers or I think he's from L.A. I don't know if I got that wrong, but I'm like – Paul George is from L.A. I'm like 90% certain that – I'm 90% certain he's from out there. So I think he's going to the Clippers or the Lakers. 
maybe he could go out there and they could play together. And I really think I really he reminds me of him. So oh, there's so many free agents. <laughs> this is um, it's nuts. After the top three, it's kind of wide open. So that was kind of the first pick yeah. we really had to kind of make on our own because the top three is somewhat uh, set in stone. Um, but another thing that I wanted to mention, a lot of I didn't really look at team needs. I kind of ignored that. Oh, Be- I looked more at team team needs and not really at the players. Well, I just the way I'm thinking about it is, the NBA is, uh, it's just evolving to be positionless. A little bit. Yeah. So it's just really about best player available and who you think the best prospect is. I really don't – unless it's dramatic how, like, a team has, like, four really good guards and just has no big men at all. Yeah, that's kind of how I looked at it. But it, in general, even if, like, they do have stronger of one position, like either a better front court or a better back court, I just think you better take the best player available – um, that's just a general draft strategy that I abide by, but especially in the NBA over the NFL, because the NBA is just uh, guys can just play multiple positions nowadays, so it really doesn't really matter that much. Um, so that's kind of a general thing that I wanted to say here. But anyway, um, Jack has the fifth pick with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and you're on the clock. Uh, Dan Gilbert, you're on the clock. So I was looking, doing what Mitchell sh- said you shouldn't do. I was looking at team needs. Um, they got Colin Sexton last year in the draft. He, I like Colin Sexton. And then they're filled with a lot of front court guys like Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, Larry Nance Jr., and Sizich. Uh, so I was thinking another guard for them. Uh, I feel like Sexton's more of a shooting guard, so trying to think of a, sorry, Sexton's more of a point guard, so I was trying to think of someone who can go in the, the shooting guard role. Um, but then, I mean, no one's a strictly a shooting guard, especially in these top tier guys that I was looking at. But I picked Jarrett Culver. He's more of a he could be a, a shooting guard, small forward, like so he can play some guard. I'd help. say I'd say he's a shooting guard. He's not really. A, he's six six. He's not huge. He's not really a distributor. He didn't average that many assists. True, he did score a lot. Um, and plays great defense. And I, I mean, I think I read it somewhere. And I'm totally buying into it. And I love buying into player comps. Uh, they compared him to Jimmy Butler. Plays great defense, same size, can score. I like it. Um, and so I feel like if he turns into that, that's someone that the Cavs need. Like, they're in ruins. And, like, I, yeah, just, like, add, like, let's, like, let's just say they got Jimmy Butler. I mean, it's, I'm not, it's just, like, pretty drastic just to, like, go out there and say Jimmy Butler. But, like, Jimmy Butler, Colin Sexton, Kevin Love. And a few other guys I mentioned, like that—that that could be a playoff team, and like, I no, feel like potentially, yeah. yeah. I don't know. No, I like Jared Culver. He plays really. I really like Jared Culver. Yeah, really played well in Chris Beard's defensive scheme at Texas Tech. Obviously, they made a run at the national championship. So yeah, it's good. And he was really throughout the year consistently. He was really the only source of offense on Texas Tech. They were just really not the best offensive team. I know they kind of caught fire in the tournament, right. which kind of carried them, but he was the only consistent offensive piece throughout the entire year. I mean, he averaged 18 a game, so I like that pick. Um, so I am the Phoenix Suns. We are now on the clock, uh, the sixth pick in this 2019 NBA Hogline Podcast mock draft. 
Um, this might be a little bit of a reach. I don't. Uh, initially, I had him when I kind of went through and ranked all these guys. I have him lower, but I just really kind of want him here. I'm gonna take Brandon Clark, Gonzaga power forward. Hmm. Didn't know that much about Brandon Clark until the I'd say conference tournament time. Uh, I didn't really know much about him in, throughout the regular season, but I really watched more and looked into him uh, around conference tournament time and into the NCA tournament. He is so good. He is a junior. Um, he he played his first his freshman year and his sophomore year at San Jose State. Then he transferred to Gonzaga this year. So it was his first year at Zaga. And he averaged uh, 17 points, 8.6 rebounds, and 3 blocks a game. Oh. And he was the Defensive Player of the Year in the West Coast Conference. And I I just think that he could be so good. He's such a good shot blocker. And, like, he obviously has the defense down. But it, it's not even like he's incompetent on offense. Like, he is really good. He had 17 and 8. Yeah. Uh, Averaging 17 in he college. Had a, he had a... He had at least one 30-point game in the tournament. He may have had multiple 30-point games in the tournament. Um, Wait, I'm trying to, where, How far did Gonzaga go this year? They went remember. to the Elite Eight. And who did they lose to? Texas Tech. All right, yeah, I remember now. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's really good. I think there was a game in the tournament. I think he had five or six blocks. So, great shot blocker. I think he's, but he's a little small. He's, all, he's a power forward, but he's like 6'8", which is fine. But he's really athletic. He is good on offense. He can get even better, but he's just got the defense down. And uh, the Suns, another thing that kind of, you know, made me want to reach for him here at six. I don't even know if you would consider that a reach, but uh, a little bit. But yeah, Josh Jackson got arrested, and I don't even. He's been. He's had a lot. True. Yeah. He's got a bunch of legal issues anyway, and I know he's still a young player, but. I don't know. This isn't the first time Josh Jackson's gotten into trouble, so who knows what his future holds. And Like, he's gotten in legal trouble before? Yeah, he has. Yeah, see, like, remember, it was, I think it was 2017 draft, and the Celtics reps flew out to, on the West Coast, I guess he's from the Yeah, West he didn't Coast. work out for the Celtics? Yeah, and, like, he canceled them after they all flew out there. Like that, like come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, but that aside, but like he's had this isn't the first time he's gotten. A right. I don't even remember what he got, like what it was this time. There's a lot of character issues going on there. But yeah, so his future might be unstable, and Brandon Clark, he's even better than Josh Jackson in my opinion. So, yeah. Um, I don't know. They I, got a lot of young talent on the Suns, and they and they had a guy they, like Clark. they just really got to put something together for I Devin know, Booker. Like, Booker, he's gonna leave if they don't. And it's got to be soon. Like, Booker, they got Bridges now. I mean, Jackson, he was a good prospect. I, I don't know. He, he put up good years. At, like, a solid. Old Jamal Crawford, like 40 <laughs> years old. Yeah, it's just, that doesn't fit in. And then DeAndre Ayton, obviously, and they got a good pick this year. Like, yeah, put de- something together with these. That, I mean, the West is tough. I, Deon- I know, but DeAndre, like. DeAndre Ayton, I, I honestly, like, I didn't forget about him. But, like, yeah, DeAndre Ayton's good. He had yeah. a good year. I feel like people didn't really talk about it. Yeah, because all the hype is around. Yeah, Trey Young and Luka. Yeah. But, like, DeAndre Ayton had a very solid year. So, yeah, if they can just, I mean, they've still got a little bit ways to go. But they really got to put something together or else Booker's going to leave. And I wouldn't blame them. So, yeah. Uh, some may say that's a reach, but I really like Brandon Clark, and that's I feel comfortable with that. I don't 
you know. I'm not second-guessing myself there. Yeah. All right, so Jack's got the Bulls, another team that kind of fell. Uh, they had a 12.5% chance, I believe, to score the number one pick, and they fell all the way down to seven, so that's kind of disappointing. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. The floor is yours, Chicago. Uh, I'm going to take Cam Reddish here. All right. Best player on Duke. <laughs> oh. Um. So I – let's see. I was just looking at their team. They have a pretty good uh, backcourt. Uh, they got Dunn and Zach Levine. Um, that's pretty solid. Yeah, that's solid. Young, two young guy or young guards right there. Um, I feel like Marketing's pretty locked in that power forward position. I mean, he's he's young. He's obviously proven him pretty good. Yeah. Uh, at center, they got Robin Lopez. I, he's only thirty one. I feel like he's like forty seven years old. Um, so he he's got some years left. But then they took Wendell Carter last year. I, I guess he plays power forward center. I, I see more of a, as a center. So I didn't think they'd go that route. Uh, so, yeah, I went Cam because I feel like he has potential to be a star and a lead guy. But obviously last year he was the third and sometimes fourth option on that Duke team. But he can fit that role really well and it can translate in the NBA. Like for years down the road, if if this if he ended up on the Bulls and he played alongside Levine and Marketing, like he could be, he could fit. He like he knows how to play superstars. What I'm saying, if Levine and Marketing develop and take a ne- another step, Cam Reddish can fit well in that system. Yeah, obviously Cam Reddish knew what he was getting into when he committed. Really. When he committed to Duke, I'm saying, Zion like committed after him. But still, I I mean I don't know who committed him or R.J. Barrett. Uh, but obviously, if you go to Duke, uh, you know that like you, if he went to like a small, not a smaller school, but he could have had a scenario where he was the man. Yeah. Um, and his stats would have been better. So he knew his stats were going to be a little bit right. less. Um, but nonetheless, he's still he, thirteen and a half a game. That's what he averaged. Not terrible. Yeah, and people don't like he can like going into this season I kept like raving about Cam Reddish I love Cam Reddish and he can shoot better than people realize because people don't realize he can shoot that well because simply he didn't that much because of obviously Zion and RJ and Jones but he he's a good shooter that's what the NBA needs like you need you need to be able to shoot yeah no <laughs> you're, you're right I, I, he there are some times where he did shoot a little too much I think he his percentage was kind of low Do you know what it is no Shot thirty five percent. Yeah, not great, but there was there were games where he was just on and he's, he's hard struggling. hard to stop. Yeah, so a little inconsistency inconsistency there, but uh, he's still got. I mean, he was what number three? When he pros sorry prospect coming out of high <laughs> number, school. Um, yeah, yeah, number three overall. Yeah, and there's a re- there's yeah. a reason for that. So. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, that wasn't very clear. But yeah, there's a reason for that. I feel and... like the only thing about him, I feel like he's he's got to put on uh, some weight. I, f- I just feel like he's a, he's a little too uh, I don't know, his shoulders seem a little daintier. I, I I feel like he could benefit from some more, for some more more mass to him. He's like six eight. That's great size. Yeah, for no a shooting guard. Definitely got a large wingspan, and he's definitely got the height for yeah. the NBA. Um, yeah. So now. The Atlanta Hawks are on the clock. They, I'll be the Atlanta Hawks for my next two picks, actually, because they have the 8th yeah. and the 10th pick. I was mad when I realized I wasn't going to get any of the Hawks. Yeah. Um, I wanted the Hawks. So, 
I'm going to pick a guy that I really like, a guy that I came to like. I don't know if Jack necessarily does, but I'm going to pick Kobe White. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. He, I think he played point guard at UNC, but if he was on the Hawks, he's going to have to be a shooting guard. Yeah. Which he can do. He he can shoot the three really well. And he's, he's gotta cut his hair. He's I hate this guy so much. I hate watching him play. I hate his stupid afro, I hate his stupid long hair. The, the bigger your hair gets, the worse you are. I don't care. Like I don't care what you say. You can't convince me otherwise. Alright. Well, Kobe White is really good. I really like him. Um he averaged sixteen points at North Carolina, really came on throughout the season. Um, but uh you know what? I always said this. I always thought that him and Nasir Little were cousins, but they're not cousins. Why? I don't know. I just thought they were for some reason. Okay. But they're just um, – they were just roommates. So <laughs> – <laughs> okay. uh, Yeah. No, he averaged 16 at North Carolina. Uh, I don't remember exactly what his three-point percentage was, but I think he's capable of playing both guard positions, whether he comes off the bench for Trey Young or slides into the starting lineup at shooting guard at some point. But um, I don't know. I just really like him. He was fun to watch. And I didn't really, you know, I just thought he was just an average guy. But throughout the year, he just, he really improved and he did so well. I disagree with this pick. Why? I'm not, I'll wait on, I'll wait till your, I'll wait till your 10th pick and I'll, I'll say something, but. Not just because I don't like Kobe White, just yeah, we'll move on though. Okay. I mean, yeah, you got to say about White? No. Okay. I do not. But I think he like he his I don't even what I'm trying to say, but his draft stock improved from the start of the season to like no one considered him really in the lottery picks, but like now he's like if you look yeah. at mock drafts, he's in the top ten kind of consistently. So yeah, yeah. All right, Jack is the Wizards at nine. The Wizards are such an irrelevant franchise. I know. Such a, they really another, are. I feel like I'm getting a bunch of, like, messes of teams. I mean, lottery picks, are, a lot of times it is me- a mess. But, like, the Cavs, the Knicks, the Bulls, Ooh, the, the uh, Wizards. I kind of wish I took this guy, so I hope you don't take him. But go ahead. I have two guys I'm deciding between. Okay. Um. Uh, is Beal a free agent? I don't know. I feel like... With this big free agency class coming up in the summer, you don't really hear about him. So. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I feel like he, I might be confused with Kemba. I I think I think he's a, I don't know. Maybe we're just hearing trade rumors. I yeah, I'm gonna I don't know if I can look this up because it kind of depends on whether or not he's on the team or not. The pick I was gonna make, um, <laughs> but this whole team is kind of a mess. <laughs> like. They really are. They're kind of just stuck in mediocrity, if you ask me. Yeah. I'm trying to pull up if there's loads. I don't know. How uh, how old is he? Do you know? Pretty young, uh, I think. Uh, I don't know. I'll just go ahead and pick. Should I assume he is or is not on the team? Oh, wait. It loaded. Sorry. Um, if you can't find it, I would 2021, ass- he's a free agent. No, he's okay. not a free agent. So he's on the team. Okay. So I guess they were just trade rumors. We yeah. Were- Probably Which, honestly, of. they should trade him because, like, <laughs> he's so good. But, like, they're not going anywhere to get picks out of him. Like, yeah, maybe. Wouldn't um, be a bad move. So, he's there with 2021. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with Bull Bull. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. 
That's not who I was going to pick, but... So, I mean, if, if Beal wasn't on the team, I was going to go with Achimura. Okay. Is that who you're going to pick? You'll find out, but okay. why? Um, I love Bol Bol, and people forget about him because he was hurt the whole year. Hachimura is not even a guard. Why would that matter if Beal was on the team or not? I don't know. I feel like if you have Bol Bol, he's, a, he's like a 7-3 seven, seven, center. Like He's not going to take over a team. He's not going to be a primary ball handler. He's, he's, I don't see him being the face of a franchise. As opposed to Achimura, I feel like he... <laughs> He has a better chance of being that player, and he can, can take take control of a team for a future. When Bobo can play, like I don't know, just be like compatible with another with an, with a with an all star. See, I don't I don't really know if I agree with that. I think that Bobo's got major boomer bust potential. He could be really really good. In his, I wrote down here, in it, he played nine games this year. Yeah, before he had a foot injury, he was out for the year. In those nine games, 21 points per game, nine boards a game, and almost three blocks a game. He was a top 10 recruit, I think, coming out of high school. He was yeah. a McDonald's All-American, and he is 7'4", and he can he can handle the ball, too. I know. Yeah, he's not awkward with the ball at all. So he could be a, a revolutionary player if he hits a ceiling, which – it's kind of a long way to go, and the boom, the the bust part of him is that, I mean, injury, like, injury, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm thinking too. So, I uh, I just don't know. I it's right. it's no, really, I agree. It's it's a risky pick. He has a huge boom potential, but I just think that in this NBA, like you're not gonna win, like you're you're not gonna win, be that successful if you only have a center. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of uh, like the small forward and guards, like that's what it's in shooters. I yeah, mean, I'm not saying he's a bad shooter. At least for his size, he's probably a good shooter. Just like you need shooters in your team. So what are you saying about the Sixers? You think if Embiid's the best player, you think they they can't win? Nah, I mean they got Jimmy Butler. Fingers crossed. But, <laughs> um, I mean, Embiid is slightly better than Jimmy Butler. I'm, like I. It's not like a big drop. Like it's, you can make an argument about Butler's even better than him. So like I, I, I don't think it it's applies in that okay. case. All right, no, it's a very risky pick, I, in my opinion, but it could really work out. So yeah, yeah, that's good. I actually saw I, when I was looking this up, I looked at one mock draft, and it they had Bull Bull going to the Celtics, and I kind of like that because the Celtics have three first round picks, so you might as well just kind of risk one guy and like a guy like that who could be really really good. And yeah, if he, hope if he's it turns at, out. If he's there at fourteen. I'd, yeah, especially for the Celtics who are kind of like you know not in desperate need like some of these other teams picking in the lottery. All right, so that was nine. The Washington Wizards. I am back on the clock with the Hawks. Uh, I picked Kobe White with the eighth pick, just the pick before this, and. Now I'm going to go with Rory Hachimura. Uh, I honestly was – I <laughs> kind of should have picked him with the eighth pick, but I got him here at 10. Uh, he is a forward out of Gonzaga, 6'8", I believe, around I there. Nine. That's the second Gonzaga forward you took. Uh, yeah, I picked Brandon Clark at 6. But Hachimura is a little bit better on offense – than Clark is. He averaged almost 20 points a game that led Gonzaga this year. Uh, very quick and 
I've been a fan of his all year. I've been watching him all year. And uh, whereas Clark, I kind of developed, uh, you know, love for him in the conference tournament time. But uh, great on offense. I, I don't know too much about his defensive skills, so he might need to uh, develop them throughout his career. But he's got the offensive down and uh, not necessarily outside shooter, but can really drive and get to the rim. Yeah. So he's he's just he's thick, too. Yeah. He's just a big guy. So I feel like he can take advantage of just smaller, uh, small forwards. I got the perfect player comp for him. Okay. Giannis. Oh. Because they look alike. <laughs> That's the only reason why. Well, Hachimura is Japanese. You know that, right? Yeah, but they look exactly alike. Uh, I wouldn't say they look exactly alike. I feel like they do. Hold on. Hachimura. Images. They look so much alike. All right, well. We'll we'll make we'll post a side by side on the on our in, on Hogline's Instagram. Okay, not exactly like guys. I see comparison. Okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll do a poll. We'll say do do Rory Hachimura and Giannis look alike? I mean, they're similar because they, like they're both like black, but they're from Greece and Japan. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but you think, like, besides them looking like, you think they actually, like, could play alike? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, in a way, like, they're not, neither of them are great outside shooters, but I think Giannis is just more of a freak yeah, and better on defense. Yeah. Freak and, like, he, he's I mean, I, I really, I, body I like good. Hachimura, but I don't by any means expect him to be this good. No. But no, I, like I think he could be a really good player. Now they look alike. And they're both, like, like innocent foreign guys with an accent. That's why I think they're. That's, yeah. that's my that's my reason for the comp. Yeah. No, but I don't know. The Hawks could be really good here. They got two picks in the top ten, and they have a guy who's probably going to come in second or first in rookie of the year voting. And all right, the only reason I was critical of the Kobe White, besides the fact that I hate Kobe White, but that you got a guard, is because they have a good backcourt. Like Kevin Herter is really good. The red rifle. Yeah, he's really good, and hit, obviously Trey Young, and like that. I know you didn't look at the team needs, which I I don't know. Like I think that you got to look at that a little bit. Like Kevin Herter and Trey Young are both really good young guards for a backcourt, and they what they really need right now is a center. Like they're running with Alec Glenn, I think, at center, and he's like he's terrible. He was on the Suns for a little bit. He's right. really bad, and they they got um. I guess um, I mean. I don't know who else you could probably pick at center. Maybe that Hayes guy from Texas, but Jackson Hayes. Why yeah. am I blanking on their on their lineup? But like John Collins. John Collins, thank you. Yeah. Like John Collins is a great power forward. Uh they're small forward. They I mean they could use one of these like I, I thought like they could use like a Cam Reddish. Um yeah, Hachimura could play small or power forward. Yeah, that, like that's where I think Hachimura could fit in there. But I think they like a center they could benefit from so like if they got a Bull Bull or Jackson Hayes, like that that would be like very good for them, and they their starting five would be Trey Young, Herder. Um, like I think if they went small forward and then center, I know like we're, it's a positionless NBA and all that, but I just I just feel like it just fits perfectly. Like that's just like a really young core, and this team could could do something soon. All right, if they got a small forward center. All right, so Jack anyway. is now the Minnesota Timberwolves picking at number eleven, and the floor is yours. Um. So, <laughs> I'm just doing everything you said not to. I looked a lot at team needs. Um, 
they're right now they got a point guard, a solid point guard trade not Trey Jones, his brother Tyus Jones. Um and then they got a um a few small forward, power forwards, um good pieces in Wiggins, Sarich and Covington, and then they got their power like their center in towns. So I think they could benefit from another uh a guard to complete a backcourt. They still have Jeff Teague or no? Hmm. Good question. I don't know. But Derek Rose is off the bench. He's obviously a solid piece. Um, I went with a, a little bit of a reach here. I went Tyler Hero. It's not that bad. Um, uh, shooting guard. I've seen any. I've seen, I think it's Tyler Harrow. I don't know. Hero, yeah, I've heard both. I don't know. I don't know. I've seen him go anywhere from like. I don't know, twelve or thirteen to anywhere like in the low twenties. Yeah, I was gonna say almost like. So a... it's not like I wouldn't say it's that bad of a reach. If uh, it is yeah, one. but uh, he's a great shooter. Uh, he uh, he's uh, fourteen points per game at Kentucky, forty six point two percent from the field, thirty five percent from three, ninety three point five percent from the free throw line. That's huge. Good, great size, six five. Um, Might even be taller. Maybe like six six. Yeah, and he's uh, I mean, a, a shooter, a pure shooter is what you need. Thirty six point thirty six percent from three. I said thirty five point five. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, um, yeah, same. So I didn't know you said that, but yeah. Uh, yeah, I just think he would fit in well here. They, Covington can shoot a little bit. Um, I guess Wig. Nah, I don't. I wouldn't label Wiggins as a shooter. But just adding a shooter to this team that I feel like has a lot of talent, they could make they could make a run back in, in the postseason. I feel like they're yeah they're not too far away from making the playoffs. Right, so I, I feel like adding a shooter like Tyler Hero would be great for their team. Yeah, no, I, I like him. Uh, besides PJ Washington, he was probably the second best offensive option on Kentucky this past year. Yeah, um, and I just remember watching some of their games, and just at times where they looked lifeless on offense, like Harrow was the only person that. Uh, really kind of got them going, got the momentum back on offense. So, I don't know. I I don't I don't think that's a bad pick at all. I I think he can be pretty good. All right. Uh, so we got three more picks left. Uh, I've got the Hornets at twelve, and I've got the Celtics at fourteen, and then Jack's got the Heat at thirteen. So now the Hornets are on the clock, and this guy I'm gonna pick is also kind of a risk, like Bull Bull was when we just mentioned him at nine to the Wizards. But I'm going to pick Darius Garland from Vanderbilt. Uh, a lot of mock drafts have him going in the top like five or six. But he falls all the way to 12 here. The reason why he's such a risk, he only played five games in college. Oh, wow. Yes, he went to Vanderbilt. Uh, he's a point guard. He's about 6'2", a little small. But he was a very – I don't remember what number, what prospect he was coming out of high school. But, again, very high. And he was like a McDonald's All-American, which isn't given out to that many people. Uh, so he was supposed to be really good. And in those five games, he averaged 16 a game. So he played pretty well in them. Yeah. Uh, obviously, there's not much like film about him. But if he was such a highly regarded prospect, and he's still going, like from what I've seen in these mock drafts, in the top five, top top seven, I'd say, at the minimum, uh, I feel like you got to just – maybe bank on him reaching a ceiling there. Uh, another thing is that Kemba Walker might get traded or might leave, might be out the door soon. So true. 
You know, I think no, he's a free agent. He's one free agent. He so. is. Yeah. yeah, so he might leave. So yeah, and I don't. Would you blame him? <laughs> right. So, yeah. uh, I don't know. I feel like that could be a good pick there. So I went with Darius Garland for Vanderbilt. Yeah. All right. Jack has the Miami Heat, and we have two more picks to go. Yeah, I'll be honest here. I didn't really know what to do. <laughs> um, I, well, obviously, I first looked at team needs. And I think they need a guard. Uh, they, I feel like they have a lot of height um, in our front court. In uh, <clears throat> they got Whiteside, Kelly Olynyk, Bam Adebayo. I, I said it right. Uh, Justice Winslow. He's more. Of, he's like a small forward, power forward. He, I think he's like six, seven, eight. Goran Dragic is a. Uh, he has some size. He's more of a guard, but still, I the help out. They got Deion Waiters. I just feel like they should add more to their their backcourt. And to be quite honest, I don't, I don't, I just kind of I was looking at a big board here. Uh, I chose Keldon Johnson, Kentucky. I like Keldon Johnson. Uh, he's he has some size, which I like out of a guard. Uh, and he averaged, I think he's like six six. He averaged thirteen point five points per game, almost uh, six rebounds per game, which is great for a guard and. Uh, I don't know. I think this this Heat team. Uh, I thought they were gonna make the playoffs, um, and I think adding another piece and if they're, they're if just they're, sorry to cut you off, they're just another team that's. I don't. I don't know. Like, are they ever? They need some. Like, they're not a bad team. They're a very solid. Like mediocre. Team. Like, yeah. I think they're gonna be bottom of the playoffs, and like, not that's, a, that's their ceiling. Not as mediocre as the Wizards. In my opinion, yeah. they're they're a lower kind of mediocre, yeah. but the Heat are kind of stuck in that six to ten range seating wise in the East. That like it's like purgatory. Like they're never gonna yeah. At this point, where the state where they're at, like I don't see them making a deep playoff run or being that bad to where they get. But I mean, who knows? Honestly, the new lottery rolls and they 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 could bump up and get a good pick. But like. True. I don't know. At this point, picking at thirteen, I don't, really don't see much change happening this year in Miami, unless by some miracle they score some big name free agent. But yeah, and I, I don't, I don't love Keldon Johnson. I just, I just no, I he's really I not that. I, I don't I, know if he's going to be like a revolutionary player. He's going to like break out. Like uh, there's always that guy, not always, but occasionally you see that guy in like this range that will break out. Like Donovan Mitchell and Giannis was this, was at this range I think when he was picked. Um, but yeah, I, another thing I. I don't know if I mentioned. I think they should take a guard because uh, to get a. I'm I'm not going to compare him to Dwayne Wade, but they kind of need to replace him. He played a lot of minutes for them last year, and they need someone to fill up that backcourt. So. Yeah. No. Yeah. All right. All right. So we at fourteen, yep. picking for my Boston Celtics to round out the lottery uh, teams here. Uh, the Celtics obviously are a team that. Like I said, not as desperate needs as some of these other teams, yeah. uh, but uh, that again gives you luxury at picking best player available when you're there's not yeah. that many holes. Uh, if you look at it, uh, Kyrie's probably gonna go. Terry's a free agent, but maybe if Kyrie leaves, Rozier will stay. Um, I see that happening. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard to identify a, a glaring weakness. I know that sounds just so biased, but. <laughs> Uh, it's true. I went with Romeo Langford. Indiana? Yes. He is 6'6". 
Um, again, another McDonald's All-American, a very high recruit. I think he, I think I'm not mistaken. He was like four or five. He was top five. Was he? Yes. Um, and at Indiana, Indiana University. Yes, that's where he went. Uh, 16 and a half and five. It was a very solid year. Uh, one thing about him is that he just looks really young. Like he looks like he's still in high school, but <laughs> that's besides the fact. Uh, the Celtics, I, I I thought he was a shooting guard, but they listed him as a small forward at six six. But I guess he could probably play the two or the three. Um, I guess maybe similar to like a Jalen Brown kind of thing, where he could play play both positions. But if you look at Marcus Smart, he's not really the biggest offensive threat. No. So <laughs> adding a shooting guard, a guy who can play shooting guard, who is a scorer like Langford is. Uh, I feel like could be beneficial to, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to start, but just come off the bench and play minutes and give us uh, offense. Whereas Marcus Smart, I mean, I people undervalue Marcus Smart all the time because they look at his stats and like, oh, this guy's terrible. But what Marcus Smart does for the team is just, it's just not on the stat sheet. Yeah. So, but again, you need some type of score, secondary scoring uh and Romeo Langford could provide that potentially. I I mean I know you didn't consider team needs that much but like I feel like they already have guys that are in that role like Jason Tatum, Gordon Hayward and Jalen Brown. Like I I they're all like around that same size and do similar things as Yeah. Like, why Langford here? Like I guess you went best player variable, that's fair, but I I don't know what I would have done. Uh, and again, I I, I also was considering Jackson Hayes, uh, center from Texas. Yeah, he yeah, is very good defender, very good shot blocker. Yeah, but he also needs work on the offensive side. But last year, the Celtics just took Robert Williams from Texas A and M, who's a center, and he didn't play many minutes. But maybe if he will coming up, with the, I mean, the team could look a little different next year. So maybe he'll get more minutes. Uh, but again, he's a very good shot blocker and need to work on the offense. And he's just in a second year now. So I'm not really ready to give up on him yet. So I don't know. So, and I like Langford. He, he's yeah. yeah. I guess what you said, I mean, the draft is after free, like, free agency starts, right? They got to know for sure Kyrie's gone. And they got to know for sure Rozier's staying. I mean, they get... Maybe add depth at the point guard if, position. If they went, if they both went for some reason, yeah, then it immediately becomes a big yeah. But I mean, if it's just Rozier, who who'd be coming off the like who'd be playing point guard off the bench? Oof, I don't even know. That's a, I get, I can add some depth there. I mean, even at fourteen, at fourteen, you're not get really picking your starters. You're getting some bench guys. Yeah, and no. you, a guy off the bench. Or just like, how many of these guys? Just kind of to recap and close things off. How many of these guys do you think will like be like day one starters? The top three have to be. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, to make a fair assessment, I'd want to look at past history of like the top ten and see. Yeah. Like historically, what what the trend is but i, I, I could see maybe culver being yeah, a starter culver, yeah and maybe brandon clark for some reason i was gonna say achi mora too but yeah i don't know 
Yeah, I don't know. It, that's interesting. Like, you're right, though. It, picking outside maybe the top ten, you're not necessarily looking to add starters to your right. team. More looking for depth. I think just to recap, you want to run through. Oh, yeah. No, I'll read them off. So the first pick, the Pelicans, uh, we went with Zion Williamson. Uh, then the Memphis Grizzlies picked John Morant. The New York Knicks, R.J. Barrett. The Lakers, DeAndre Hunter. Cleveland Cavaliers, Jarrett Culver. Phoenix Suns, Brandon Clark. The Bulls, Cam Reddish. The Hawks, Kobe White. Wizards, Bull Bull. Hawks again with Hachimura. Uh, the Timberwolves with Tyler Harrow. The Hornets with Darius Garland. The Heat with Keldon Johnson. And the Celtics with Romeo Langford. So that is, uh, that's our mock draft after the uh, draft lottery, which was a few days ago. Um, we'll talk more about the draft probably next month. Because the draft is June. Do you know when? Nineteenth. Oh, July. No, it's in June. Really? Did yep. they change it? Nope. It's always been in June. Mm, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So we'll talk more about it as it comes closer. And yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. So stay tuned for next week's episode. We might be having a special guest. Um. But yeah, we'll see about that one. We could. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, follow the show on Instagram at Hogline Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Mitchell Manis. Follow Jack on Instagram at underscore Jack.Manis underscore. And we are now on multiple platforms. You can listen to the Hogline Podcast. You can keep listening on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. Uh, but we are back on SoundCloud now. Uh, if you were an OG listener, oh, that's right. yeah, I, I forgot. I forgot we were on SoundCloud. Yeah, the first five episodes were on SoundCloud, and we are now back, and all of them are on there. So you can listen to on there, and also Spotify. So a lot of different platforms you can listen on, and uh, whatever you want. So yeah, all right. Thanks to everyone for listening. Uh, enjoy your day. Screw that, yeah.